Welcome to Talking Giants, boys and girls. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And Justin, on today's podcast, we had an over-hour-long interview with license plate guy, Joe Rubach. I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. I know different people like different things out of different interviews, but these are my favorite kind of interviews. So it, it was one of my favorite ones, Justin. Yeah, I agree. I kind of hate the tightness and the pressure that sometimes is attached with interviews. But if you really enjoy people who are just having a genuine, lighthearted conversation, like a conversation that you have with your buddies at home, that's what this conversation is. And it's really funny because LPG Joe indicated towards the beginning of our time. He's like, yeah, when I see a Giants podcast that's an hour long, I don't really click on it. But then the ones that are 15, 20 minutes, that's the one that I click on. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's going to be quick. He's going to be efficient. And then we were literally over an hour into it. Bobby and I are feeling this pressure of like, all right, we don't want to take up more of this guy's time. So we kind of want to end it and we kind of want to wrap it up. He was getting mad at us at the end. He's like, why are you trying to kick me out of here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was really awesome. It was really, really awesome. Really can't thank uh, LPG Joe enough for taking time out of his day to talk to us. And uh, I think we'll have more information uh, available on social media, and maybe we'll have some more information available on the podcast Thursday as to how we can support the charitable effort since the softball game is canceled. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll let the interview play, and then if you stick around right after, we will have a little challenge for you guys. All right, let's kick it to the license plate, man. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast, play fast. Whoa. Ah. I we now welcome onto the program a good friend, Joe Ruback, license plate guy, the heart of Giants Nation. What's going on, my man? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me, man. I, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to sing for me, you know, the blues clues, but I'll take this instead. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I did that, and I told him, and we have one listener, and I love him, but he's like, he's like, listen, I love your show, but I hate the blues clues song. And I was like, you, I had to show him, like, hey, it, it can be a lot worse than the actual song. <laughs> that, that first that, time that was pretty bad. Very true. It could. You give it. It's, it's okay though. If you don't, if you don't do it, I'm not complaining. By the way, the, the first time I did it with Danny, it went all great in my head. I'm like, it's gonna be funny. And then halfway through, I'm like, this is not funny. People are gonna start cringing. This is this is horrible. <laughs> so, and we'll get to a lot. But I, I wanted to start with the softball game, man. And, and it's something I had never been a part of. This year, I was pumped to go, and we had it approved through John Boy Media. They were going to fly me up there, and we were going to go and be a part of it. With this whole coronavirus thing, you had to cancel. But walk us through that, because I think some people are like, oh, but that's two months away. I mean, kind of. can you explain that a little bit to where people aren't just like, oh, he just canceled it for canceling its sake? Yeah, no. Let's uh, Next question. No, no, I'm just kidding. So, look, <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, let's talk for real for a second. Because that took a lot out of me. And uh, it sent me not into a depression state, but for those people that are battling any kind of depression, like, I feel you, okay? Especially in the winter months. Like, I'm not so happy, especially with Giants football now, but I'm not so happy come January, you know, after the holidays, your money's gone, the weather sucks. I mean, it's it's a terrible time of year to to me. I don't know about anybody else, but January, February, I hate them. I hate those months. And 
the last few years, I was able to circumvent my feelings by doing this softball game. So, you know, it was uh, such a pleasure to do this thing and to raise, I mean, I raised six figures. I raised $100,000 in a few years doing this softball game. It was the greatest thing ever. One, raise money for charity, which is the most important. Two, get to give back to all the giant fans. Whether you hate me, like me, rock with me, I don't really care. But if I was able to give back to where if somebody was doing it when I was a kid and I knew that I could take care of giant fans this way, there's no beating it. And three, hang around with 100 giants. So it's it's literally the greatest thing I've ever done. So let's let's talk about the cancel. I knew this thing was not just going to go away. When you talk about a pandemic, it's and this is worldwide. It wasn't just going to just wasn't going to be a few weeks. And from what I was hearing, you're talking about months. And trust me, guys, if you read what I wrote when I canceled it and I was like, I know you're going to tell me it's the end of May. I know you're going to tell me it's the end of May. If you saw what I wrote, it pained me. And then, of course, the first couple of comments, because, you know, haters are the loudest people in the room. Oh, you're so weak. Oh, that's such bullshit. Pardon my language. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. I got crushed. So here we are now going into April next week. And this thing isn't going to be full bloom until the end of April. So I know I made a good decision. Now, why did I make that decision? All right. Let me ask you guys something. How many giants are going to give you, how many players, how many of you, how many fans are going to give me your word? That you're going to be there. But don't worry that you can't be any place with 50 people or 10 people or whatever. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the law. So how many people are going to tell me right now that you're going to go? You're going to give me your money right now, by the way, for charity. Give, give, me, give me your ticket money now. And that you're going to show with your father, your mother, your grandmother. Don't worry, don't worry about them getting sick. You know, don't worry about them being 80 and coming. So you're going to give me your money now. So now switch it to giant players, jet players. They're going to tell me they're coming now. These guys don't know what they're doing next week, let alone in two months. So I was struggling with that. Now, what's going to happen when I do keep the game? And now I have, let's see, let's see. On the giant side, I have three practice player guys versus uh, Jets that I have no idea who they are, and people aren't going to tear me up on social media that that's who I got to play in the game? Well, it depends if um, Jake Carlock is able to go. That, that's true, but I didn't invite any golf. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jake was, uh, Jake was on the list, and uh, you know, once a giant, always a giant. But uh, it was a really, really tough situation to be in, and the, the final uh, knife in the back was a lot of my sponsors were how could i say uh wall street guys so if they haven't jumped off the off a bridge by now they certainly weren't going to give me their money yeah yeah and this yeah. game it, it just doesn't work without money it doesn't no matter what you say you can't run anything without money um i could get money coming in from the ticket sales but i only charge 25 bucks you know, I want everybody to come. I want a family of four to come. So I don't charge a lot of money for ticket sales. So whatever. It's just I appreciate you guys asking about it. 
it's a knife in the back. It's it's a terrible thing. Uh, you know, I can't thank Landon Collins enough for the three years, the two years he was a giant, and then it was a Redskin and still helped me run it. He gave me car blanche, run with it, and uh, you know, and hopefully I made him look good when I when I did it. Part of why I think it's such a knife in the back for for you and for so many people that are involved, so many stakeholders that are involved, because it's because of the community that you've developed from this one game and from this one event, but then also from all of the things that have to happen transpired for it before. So maybe even just maybe to even just end the conversation about the softball game, talk about the community that you've been able to build just from that one game and from that one event and how that really it keeps going and that keeps you going throughout the entire year to prep for it for the next year. Wait, did you just say you wanted to end the conversation? Are you trying to tell me I was talking a little too much, bro? <laughs> uh, no, nobody, uh, nobody on this podcast talks too much. Not, no. not a single one of us. You know what's funny? Trust me, sometimes I'll give you guys a little plug. Sometimes when I'm talking Giants with you guys, talking Giants, uh, and, and I jump on the podcast and the first thing I look at is like, 43 minutes hour and 17 minutes i'm like nah, give me the one that says 12 give me one that says 14 but uh no i'm just <laughs> i'm just kidding so look the community that is built around it is awesome and, it, and it's I, i'm glad you asked that justin because i have two different you know ways to look at that am i talking about the community where my game is at where i kind of live which is awesome that i bring it can you imagine i brought a hundred over a hundred giants per year to my backyard. That's wow. but I, I I never forget. I'm gonna tell you a quick story. I never forget this. Uh, uh, I'm getting my oil changed. That uh, this guy around the corner, and it was the first year I was doing the event, and I gave him a uh, a deck. A deck is you know begging for money, and uh, and he looked at it and he's like, uh, Eli Manning, uh, he's coming to Rockland County. Yeah, okay. And he literally handed it back to me. And I was like, he's coming. And this guy was like, I'll give you free oil changes for the rest of your life. <laughs> so I just, I just got my 30th one the other day. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, it, 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 the community loves it. I, I bring a tremendous amount of business, I guess, to the ballpark when it's here. And, uh, you know, thank God that my platform uh, as license plate guy, you know, gives me the reach to to reach all these giant fans wherever they are. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I did. I just didn't show up on the scene and be like, "Hey, look at me." It it's built over time, and uh, you know, thank God I have the following I do that able to pass along the word about the game. I mean, how long has it been going on? Because I'm I'm kind of new to like the Giants world. I always just kind of watch the Giants on TV and read an article here and there. It's just the past year and a half where I've kind of gotten into the whole like online community and stuff. How, I mean, how long has this been going on for? Yeah. All right. Well, number one, you, you are new to the scene, both you guys. And I must tell you that you guys do a really good job. All right. I follow you guys. I like the content you put out. I'm not. Listen, I used to be gung ho like you guys. The Giants get a player. I posted. I retweeted. But I used to do what you guys did. I used to jump on, give you their stats, let you know how they did with their prior team. And it's not, you know what? It's a lose-lose to me. <laughs> I used to jump, I used to jump on and I would give you stats and I'd be like, okay, so he played for this team and he made five tackles. And then the next five comments would be, 
oh, you guys are so dumb. He only made five tackles. Yes, because it's your fault he made five tackles. It's <laughs> your fault. You're trying to tell everybody that he stinks or that he's good. You're just putting out content. And don't tell me you don't care. And Bobby, don't tell me you don't care, by the way, because oh, I know you care. I do. Uh, you said something yeah. to me a couple months ago. And I actually yes, took I it to did. heart. You said, you know what? Hey, yeah. just because everyone's someone's following you doesn't mean they're for you. And that that hit me because there was a while and I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go at every single person that goes at me. And then I was like, you, you know what? From the outside in, they don't understand that like that person's been messing with you for three, you know, for three straight weeks. So I've gotten to a point where I ignore it more. But Justin knows I send him screenshots all day. And I was like, man, I really yeah. want to respond to this dude. And he's like, no, and don't do it, don't do it. Do me, do me a favor. You, you can't, bro. You can't. The, the, thing about, the thing about that is you have this much positivity, and it takes one, one negative comment, destroys all of it. It destroys all of it because your mind frame goes directly at that comment and, like, concentrate on all the love you're getting. You're getting all these people that love your content, but because one guy told you you guys suck, you get so it's it's human nature. I feel you. Trust me, I feel you. But like listening to your listening to you yesterday about the guy that stole your the Hilleman and stole your thing, and you're like, I don't care, I don't care. But yet, yet you you private messaged him. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. So so don't tell me you don't tell me you don't care. Block him. And move on. And now he's not able to, he's not able to follow your content anymore. And that's going to hurt him in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Him not being able to follow you is going to hurt. Trust me. I have a tremendous amount of haters, bro. It's mind boggling. And I always say that the haters, this, this has been, there's two things that I follow, especially since I became license plate guy and that is have you ever met a hater that's doing better than you no and two everybody loves you and everybody will support you until you become competition yeah and once you're, comp once you're competition that goes out the window now i'm no longer supporting justin i'm no longer supporting bobby because they have a podcast and I have a podcast and I can't like their podcast anymore. Why? Why can't you like their podcast? I don't understand that. If, if my circle is winning, I'm winning. Sorry. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. So getting back to your original question, by the way, <laughs> which I don't, was, uh, I don't even remember what it was at this point. <laughs> it was, it I, was how long have I been doing it? I mean, I, you kind of just answered it, but I wanted to ask, obviously like you have much more of a following than us. And I mean, like you said, man, there's just people out there who just one, there's people that hate to, just for the sake of hating. But there's also people like as much as like you might be doing good, there's just people who don't like you. And that's that's just human nature. It's hard to like accept that you want people like everyone says, oh, I don't care. If people dislike me. But at the end of the day, I mean, you want people to like you. So like you said, there's 15 people that will be saying like great episode, great this. And then there's one guy who's like uh, skip to the interview. Uh, the other part sucks. And it's like yeah. that person is the one who occupies your mind for that. Like, next but time. it's the community that keeps you going, though. And I think that's exactly like I know for my impetus and my what keeps me going, despite, you know, you'll get the one or two negative reviews or something like that. It's that community and why I started it 
because I saw that other people did have that community. And why yeah. I, I mean, at least myself, why I keep going is because I and I know I'm, I'm especially compared to Bobby and you, I'm I'm very small. But why I keep going, and you know, I don't have the the list of haters is not tremendous for myself. But why I keep it going is because of that tight knit community that I know that I'm gonna that these amount of people they're gonna have my back and we're gonna have each other's backs. You know, we're gonna bleed blue and we're gonna talk giants and we're gonna do whatever we need to do. So. You do what you want to do. That that's it. That's it's your life. It's no one else's life. I mean, look, they're gonna be they're gonna be ten people listening to this and be like, Justin, why do you have a Yank shirt on today when you're interviewing LPG? And then there'll be <laughs> and then there'll be another twenty people that go license plate guy. Why the hell are you wearing an OBJ shirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking in my you mind, know? what the hell's the deal with that man? Yeah, I thought I, it was a beautiful <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I mean, look, look, I I do on a sweatshirt, and of course, I'm sitting down on on Skype, and I'm saying to myself. Yeah, great. You pick an Odell shirt. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But I, I have a good question branching off that. You mentioned Landon Collins, and he, you know, he did the softball game, and then he goes to a rival, and then he wanted to play for the Giants. Or at least that's what it seems like. He said some things. How did like? Because you know him personally, and he's a friend of yeah. yours. So obviously, like, you can't. You're not going to go out and say even if you disagreed with him. How do you deal with that when you see everyone from our fan base going after him and vice versa? Uh, phenomenal question. And uh, I've been asked it, but I haven't haven't given my full response. I mean, every time Landon Collins still to this day opens his mouth, license plate guy gets tagged every single every single time he opens his mouth. That's why your 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 boy's not here. Yep. Yep. My book. Yes. That's why he's not here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so look, uh, um, Landon Collins no longer is playing for the Giants. So who gives a crap what he says about the Giants? I don't care. I like my Landon Collins friend. I saw him last week. We went out for dinner. We sat six feet apart. But it's like I I still hang with him. But, but how do I feel about his big mouth about the Giants? Worry about your own shitty team, I told him. You know, so, so <laughs> other than that, I mean, look, I know – there's two things that that I won't do. I won't break a player's trust, and I won't break news. So I knew that Klatz was a Redskin two days ago. I knew that I knew that Landon Collins was not going to get signed. Okay, I knew that I did think he was going to get tagged. But when Landon Landon, we were going to the softball stuff. We were going to some interviews. And I said, okay, whatever you do, I never forget it. We're in a, we're in a car service. And I was like, whatever you do, when they ask you whether you want to be tagged or not, or if you're going to play, don't answer it. Be like, hey, whatever happens, happens. We're here to talk about the softball game. I can't wait. Landon Collins, would you play if you get tagged? Oh, hell no, I ain't playing. Landon, what I would just say? <laughs> in the car, what are you doing? So would Landon have played for $11.1 million? Yes. And he told me he would have. And I still believe he would have. He said, no, he wouldn't have a million times. I don't care what he said. He would have signed it and he would have played. And whoever doesn't believe that, I don't know what to tell you. Who was he lying to? Me or was he lying to everybody else? I don't know. So you answer your question, when he was here, he was phenomenal to me, to the Giants, to, to the Giants organization, to the fans. So uh, I thank him for everything that he did. He's a redskin. He doesn't occupy my time anymore when it comes to the Giants. And I can 
I can set it aside because I've been doing this for so long. Next man up. I'm going to ask a, a beat reporter, like, snake question. What was the text conversation like when Caden Smith scores that, that last touchdown in, in overtime? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get headlines if you give a, give us a good one. <laughs> uh, I don't – I also don't, you know, come back at him and uh, say, hey, nice coverage or, you know, <laughs> something like that. I think he knows because he follows me. So when I get tagged in the Caden Smith uh, uh, videos and I retweet them, I get a text message from Landon. So really, bro, really, <laughs> you, know, so, you know, it's kind of fun, you know, and uh, it's a business at the end of the day. It'd be like me, you and Justin going out and throwing the ball around. They're still just dudes. That's yeah. what that's what everybody doesn't understand. Yeah, they're getting paid millions of dollars. But at the end of the day, it's just guys, man. It's guys out there playing what we wish we could play. Yeah. So, uh, so you talked about kind of like the complexity between. So you, it's kind of complicated. You're friends with some of the players. You're still a fan, and you're kind of you're 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 in this line in between. You're also a businessman who's trying to promote you know your softball games and then certain things you know off the football field and out of MetLife Stadium. So how is it balancing being someone who knows these players on the team personally? Some of them talks to John Maris, Steve Tisch at times. And being a fan who still wants to be genuine on how and what you feel about the team, is that a difficult thing to balance at times? Great question, Justin. To be honest with you, I'm not realistic. You know that. Uh, I haven't been realistic in years. Uh, and I feel like that works for me. If you don't want to follow me because I'm a homer, don't follow me. So instead of being completely realistic, and I'll leave that to you guys, I'll leave that to, to other fans. Um, when I say the Giants are, you know, winning the Super Bowl every year, do I honestly believe it? Yeah, in sixteen Cam and oh. yeah, seventeen. But uh, hey, I, I, uh, I made I made an oath that as long as Eli or Coughlin was the coach, I would pick the Giants to win. And people get mad because like, hey, what's your game prediction? I'm always Giants seventy seven, the other team zero. And, and, and I and I renewed the oath when Di when Jones got the got the call. So it's pretty much a for life oath. Hey, you know, listen, everybody, everybody knows me by now. So they'll be like, oh, we already know what you're going to say, Lights Play Guy. And I, I like that. I like when someone could say that, be like, don't ask him. I, I'm, I'm all cool with that because where's your win in that? Giants win a Super Bowl. Oh, Lights Play Guy, you always say that. Giants uh, have one win. Aha, uh -huh, Lights Play Guy, you said they win a Super Bowl. Where's your win in it? Where's your win? Yeah. You, 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 you're never going to win, bro. That's what I've, I've been doing this a long time or you're not going to win. Well, every decade we'll at least get one win. Uh, every decade, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, every, yeah, every decade, decade get one win. Um, I, I've been to, I've been to them all. So, uh, my next question: Why do you hate Daniel Jones so much, and why do you curse him out a draft night? <laughs> I is such a penis. I love people getting. I honestly, this is one of those things where when people need you, I was like, I know it's got to be aggravating him. And you, I hear you explain it over and over again. I've been, I mean, I literally explain it over and over again. I literally do. Um, that's, it's so funny because, so I posted a picture of Daniel Jones and I the night before the draft. I don't know if you saw it. And I happened to sit down with him. His dad was there. Uh, uh, a couple of the mom, I don't know, a couple of the people. And he was freaking awesome. I mean, he was, I was like, dude, you really might go to the Giants. You're not going at six, but I can't believe you're gonna wind up at the Giants at 17. You know, and <laughs> unless, some, unless someone jumps in front and grabs you, 
Um, I was very vocal about not wanting Haskins. I think Haskins is going to blow up and be a fat slob. I would have taken him because of the hype, and I would have prayed he would have worked out. Didn't want him. I wanted Daniel Jones. I 100% didn't want him at six. The Giants, and again, I didn't want Barkley. I wanted a quarterback. I wanted, I wanted a Barkley. He's not only generational talent, best ever. You can't miss prospect in Barkley, no matter what year any, any pick. But I wanted the Giants to grab a quarterback and then a running back. And they flipped it on me. They did a running back and a quarterback. So I'm in the, I was in the ballpark. I knew what they were doing. But go back to Daniel Jones. The Giants are sitting there with a glaring need uh, for a player that's going to make an immediate impact. Kind of like this year. But let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So it's a glaring need. The Raiders are on the clock. And the Raiders pick Kyle, whatever his name is. And I'm like... Are you kidding me? I went ballistic because Josh Allen or my pick, uh, Devin um, White, was going to be a giant. I was I was so happy, bro. I was like cheering. So when the when the Bucks took White, which was my pick, by the way, when the Bucks took White, I. You know, I, side story, I, I was with White as well the night before, and he walked into a room, and I sh- I kid you not, oh, man, I wish I had something around. His legs were like this. And I was like, do I really want that guy? He's going to get his legs broke. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, so here come the Giants on the clock. You, you got Josh Allen right there, going to get you double-digit sacks his first year. You're going to move them all around the field. Isaiah Simmons, what, what, what I say? So he, you move them all over the field, and the Giants pick Daniel Jones. So look, <laughs> my, my reaction wasn't really a reaction. It was just, I was stunned that... Everyone was. <laughs> yeah, everything that I had read that, be careful, the Giants might pick Daniel Jones, came to fruition. Did I hate it at that time? I didn't like it. I wanted Jones later. But I'm also a tremendous Giant fan. So whoever the hell they picked, he was my favorite player that day. What do I care? Let's hope he works out. I am the number one person in his fan club right now. I was the next day. And when he came to the softball game a couple months later. And also, I feel like when Roger Goodell is on the stage – April for the NFL draft, right? And you hear Roger Goodell calling a Giants pick and he says quarterback. That's not something we're accustomed to hearing. That's true. There's a certain shock value that came with that when Giants fans needing a quarterback, that is not something that we have associated. It, it It took a while for some Giants fans to really associate their brains with quarterback need and New York football Giants. Man, I, I got to tell you, Justin, that time period for the whole year before that with or two years with the Giants going for it all with Eli and then the fan base wanting to take a quarterback and get this guy Eli out of here versus the fan base such as myself that was like, 
I also believe it's time for Eli to go, but I'm also rocking with him because there's not a better, there's not a better choice. I don't understand giant fans that wanted to kick Eli to the curb. There's not a better choice. Who do you want? Do you want, do you want Geno Smith? Did you want to see Davis Webb, which I did? Did you want to see, did you want to see what's his name? Who runs over cops with his car? Valletta. Did you want to see Valletta? Like, yes, I do want to see these guys. But do you really think that those guys were better than Eli? We'll never know. I don't care. I don't want to continue the argument. Daniel Jones is the best option. And I wanted him to start. I almost didn't even want to pay Eli that money. But it's water under the bridge. And let's go. Doesn't matter. Who do you feel more freely texting? uh, Eli or Daniel Jones? All right. So. I, uh, Eli Manning has, he, he's never turned my phone into Chinese. He has never turned my phone into China. I've never left it around him. You know that, right? You guys know that about him? I'm, I have no idea what you're no, talking yes, about. No, yes, because he would, uh, he would turn all of the wide receivers, oh, the okay. language on their phones into Japanese. Dude, don't ever, don't ever leave your phone anywhere near him. He will turn your stuff in a matter of seconds. You have no idea how to get it back and he'll let it rock for days. But, uh. Uh, I, I email with Eli. He's the only uh, dude I've been doing this so long. He's the only player. Seriously. I believe ever that I still am like, (laughs) you know, only player. Very, very weird. It's very weird to be in his presence. I think so. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, I've never uh, had the chance. Justin. Now I kind of cut, cut my, my teeth doing those Daniel Jones breakdowns. So I'm like, I'm tied to him. And it's like, and uh, I remember when we started, I was like, man, it's really working out. Like Daniel Jones looking good is working out for me. Um, that being said, uh, do you want to call Daniel Jones right now? Uh, I don't have Daniel Jones' phone number. Dang. All right. It's worth a shot. We've been asking every, we asked Kevin Zeitler to call. We asked anybody that we thought <laughs> might have his number to give a call. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I have, I have a way to contact him, but uh, I will tell you, that the Giants themselves do a really good job at protecting their players. And I mean that in all hatred of it. (laughs) Yeah, no, we know. I think it's going to be even more so with Judge, because I think... You you have no idea. You think you know, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing, bro. I had an I interview mean, with a Patriots player a couple of years ago for some of the show I used to do, and he texted me that day. It was the first day of rookie camp. He's like, hey, I can't do the interview. Uh, he said we're not allowed to do any media. So I, I know Belichick wouldn't let him, and I feel like Judge is going to bring that right back over too. Yeah, I'm just I'm just talking about the Giants themselves. It had nothing to do with coaching staff. If I was doing what I was doing for any other team, they'd probably have me on the freaking bench. Jerry Jones would have me flipping a coin. The Giants, stay your distance, sir. Very, very organization. Yeah, it's one of those things that's where it's like, all right, if we were Bengals fans, would we be bigger in the Bengals community? Yeah, but it's like, but it's not the same as being a Giants fan. You know, it's it's different. It's more important. It's a bigger audience. It's There's more on the line every week, you know. And, and, that, and that's why I will take my platform and I'll still rock with it. And if the Giants don't show me love or they show me love, it makes no difference to me. Right. 
So here, I'm going to ask you this quick little hit, quick little um, hit, well, language, quick hitter. words, quick hitting question first, and then I kind of want to get into some per, some superlatives for some Giants players, but I have to ask this because I'm going to forget. MetLife or old Giants stadium? Uh, 100% old. Character, is, right? Is MetLife too gray? Uh, it's black. I, I, listen, maybe it's because I'm not up there, but I went up there in December for the Dolphins game, and I was like, why does everyone hate it? And I, I put that out, and I think that was like the most replies I ever got to a tweet was when I, 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 I you said... Know, you know, <laughs> I'm, not being, I'm not being fair, Bobby. I'm not being fair. Let me, let me answer it honestly. MetLife is a, is a nice stadium, okay? Um, it really is. Uh, however, you're talking to someone that has visited every single stadium 50 times over. Okay. MetLife or Raymond James? How about that? Let's see. We'll see where we land. I think the Tampa Stadium is awesome. I do too. But I didn't like. I I was comparing them, and I was like, okay, it's not that bad. All right. So, so, but, but I've been to. I mean, the only stadium I haven't been to is is Las Vegas right now. Right. Right. But, but nothing in the world compares to Dallas. Nothing. Right. It's the it's the most incredible place to go watch a game. They have seven levels, seven. They have so many levels that that in the in the like on the fifth level they have like Bud Light girls because you can't even see the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. <laughs> so let's do a whole bunch of more cheerleaders up there. Like it's just it's it's mind boggling. Seats one hundred and twenty thousand um, uh, or something like that. It's it's mind boggling. But then you have then you have uh, uh, Minnesota. Oh my goodness, what a gorgeous loud ass stadium atlanta oh my goodness with the the dome that opens there's so many stadiums or you know or go ahead go to kc go to green bay and and live out your father's childhood which is awesome in itself uh there are so many stadiums that are so awesome and i just don't understand that that's what we got with two teams i don't it's mind-boggling Two teams built you that, and you didn't even put a dome on it. And before anybody goes, oh, that's not giant football, shut up. Of course it's I'm giant I'm offended. Uh, it's, how could you be – what, because it's not freezing or it's not raining or snowing? That well, I you do can't... say that from watching it from Florida, so maybe my, LP... my opinion would be different if I went to every game. LPG, <laughs> they, don't, they don't get it, man. They don't get it. I, I've been uh, – me and my father, we've been regular season ticket holders since 2008. And until you're sitting there two and a half hours, three hours into a, a miserable, not just a fun football game, a miserable football game where you cannot feel your feet and you're sitting there and you're still screaming for your team, man, until they, until they can experience that, not just once, but maybe 50 to 100 times, they won't get it. But you know what, Justin? You know what, Justin? I'll flip it on you real quick. Uh, who cares if your feet are freezing and we're up by 40? Then you don't feel anything anyway. Oh, so right. it is. Yeah, it is the product that you put on the field, but but again, you have Giants and Jets there, okay? Two teams built that stadium. You don't put a dome on it, which you would have made billions of dollars with concerts alone. You would have... I, I just... Uh, I can't fathom why it wasn't done, um, but it is what it is, and to be honest with you, they could have done something else. They They built the the, you know, they take they took it, the camp away from Albany and they built a separate Giants universe uh, for camp and stuff like that. They should have built 
uh, Jerry's World. They could have had that plus a park plus this. Yeah, I know Dream opened up across the street, but everything is not connected. Everything is not one. And I think what what really made Giant fans angry, and I guess I guess I'll just talk for me. Here you are being sold a bag of goods. You have to get this PSL. You must buy them, but you'll have access to maybe concerts and this and that first dibs. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm getting PSL and I could actually get my seat for a Guns N' Roses concert or something like that. I'm in. And then I'm like, wait a minute. How can I get my seat if the Jet fan who owns my seat wants it also? Right. Hmm. Are you sure about that? So, you know, we weren't sold every, you know, on everything. We built the stadium. Fans built the stadium. The Giants didn't build it. I don't think they use any of their money. The Jets didn't use their money. They used mm-hmm. our money. And, you know, when you're shelling out $10,000 for two seats to give you the right to buy 2750 bucks worth of two seats a season, it really drove. It's the only time I ever saw Wellington Marabout. Only time ever. Um, well, at least it's not. Have you? I want to. I want to ask for a reference. Is there any stadium worse than the Jaguars stadium? <laughs> uh, that's a crappy stadium. Um, it was miserable, man. The hallways the are like seven feet tall with ninety degrees heat, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that stadium, it was not so good. Uh, God, put me on a spot. I really can't think of. You know, I just love. It sounds so silly, but I just love going away. Going away to other stadiums, the food's incredible, the atmosphere's incredible, the fan base incredible. And, you know, there's nothing like giant fan base. I think they're the number one in the world. But it's very cool to go to go someplace where they only have that football team. Not where there's Giants, not where there's Jets, not where there's Bills. Like, yeah. you go somewhere where they live for that team is awesome. That's what we were, t- like, talking about, like, you know, like how huge the Giants fan base is. But it's like... Could you imagine if there was no Jets, how much bigger this fan base would be? It'd be unbelievable. And we'd we'd warp Dallas or or, or be, Pittsburgh or so, whoever. That would be so cool. Can we do that? Can we do that somehow? Well, I'd, I'd love be, to get rid of Jets fans in, in, in general. Anyways. <laughs> I, I was I was praying to God that the Jets wound up to build that stadium on the west side. And then there was a small piece of me, I swear to you, that didn't, because I know they would have built something better than MetLife. It would have made me mad. They would have bragged about that for years. Justin, do you want to get into some of these superlatives? Yeah, let's, let's do some superlatives. Now, we're going to put you on the spot a little bit, so take your time. If, if, you, need to, if you need a moment, the, the powers of producer Justin can do some editing. So if you need a moment to, to think of who you want. Now, if you have a funny story that's attached with any of these, please feel free to, feel free to get, in, get, get into that. So we're going to do some, some superlatives for some Giants players. They could be current, could be former. I've never been hit on by a player. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm holding back jokes. By the way, by the way, I'm so sorry that I cut my hair a month ago, man. This interview would have been so much better if I had my hair with me. Dude, I met I met you with long blonde hair. People were saying, "Oh, Bobby, LPG, LPG, Bobby," and now you're this. I know. I sold out when I I did the I cut I cut my hair and now I'm doing the goatee until we uh, make sure we can watch some football. Oh, yeah, you and Tolson could go play around with whatever you got going on in your face. <laughs> yeah, we probably <laughs> will do that. All right, Justin, go ahead. All right, so first off, most likely to be a stand-up comedian. 
Uh, Eli Manning. Really? Dude, he's hilarious, bro. He has more wisecracks and more jokes than anybody. I, you know what? But stand up, yeah, that's a that's a go. All right, uh, uh, Ahmad Bradshaw. Really? Because we don't really hear much from Ahmad these like very often, or at least we don't from the Ahmad, outside. Ahmad's hilarious, but he'll stand up on that stage and he will literally crack on everybody in that audience. <laughs> I like that. That's the kind of comedians I like too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but I got to be honest with you, it better be on HBO or Showtime. <laughs> we we it might have to do something like that. It's we never going to be on a regular channel. I can tell you that right now. We got we to get tall. We got to hook it up and we'll do like some kind of like paid video service or something to where we can do something that maybe that'll be the way to get some money for the charity or something. So, uh, hey, hey, Justin, I'm sorry. I know this is a quick hitter, but I'm going to I'm going to go with Ahmad or uh, Lawrence Tynes. But go ahead. Talking Giants after dark. So next one, we're going to do most likely to just show up at your house unannounced and say what's for dinner. <laughs> Rich Soybert. Soybert. Soybert's my guy, dude. Um, dude. Soybert would do exactly what you just said. That's it. Like, and just knock on the door. And he might bring – he's a coach now. He might bring his entire staff with him. I know. All right, Justin, next one. Up next, most likely to get into sports media once they retire. So I guess this this will be a current player. Zach Diassi. Okay, and he's got like kind of the the fifteen years, and it's a lot of times so special. Like the kickers and punters are always the funniest guys, and you just mentioned times. They're the always the funniest guys on the team because they they're pretty observant. They're cracking jokes all the time. Guys, guys, could you imagine going on the road with Times, Weatherford, and Diassi? You want to talk about <laughs> getting into some trouble, and then and then go ahead and add. Okay, a Tollefson. Go ahead and add a David Carr. Go ahead and, and add a Soybert. And to top it off, add a Brandon Jacobs. And you're uh, that those teams, uh, whatever. You, they, they don't. They just don't make them like they used to, man. They I know like that them. team. That team's and I, I sometimes I feel like it's Giants bias, but like that team was legit a family. Like, and I always love every every year, two or three games. You always see Soybert, McKenzie, O'Hara on the sideline. And then you always see uh, O'Hara nut tapping Soybert. Those guys are such a they're like this though, man. They they're gonna get up, they're gonna brotherhood for the rest of their lives. From Mackenzie to Soybert to Deal to to O'Hara, all of them. They're gonna they're like brothers for life, man. For life. We recently just found out about the high motor white guy wall of fame. Dave Tollison uh, came I, on the show and told us that a couple months ago. Yeah. Most of those guys that you just mentioned, th- those guys would be on the white, the the high motor white guy hall wall of fame. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, you know, back then, I guess, I guess you find out about that stuff now, but I knew about it then. Mm-hmm. I knew about, I knew about the pictures in the locker room when they posted them. I knew who they were. I knew, you know, it's funny to know that that it, all these stories are coming out now. When I was like. I wasn't allowed to say anything. You guys told me I was never allowed to say anything about that, you know? And now they're all coming out like Chase Blackburn and Sash was once. And uh, man, how oh, good old days. All right, we got two more super- superlatives for you. Most likely to defend Eli Manning no matter the circumstances. Sean O'Hara. No. That's true, no. too. I've, we've seen it it's in true. action. It is true, but I'm changing it. Brandon Jacobs. 
because Sean O'Hara will do it diplomatically, and Brandon Jacobs will tell you to shut the f up. I know, I know. <laughs> when he got benched, obviously, like that was there was a lot of anger that day when he got benched for Gino. But the one thing that was cool to see all of those guys come out and and speak up for Eli because they they view I feel like they viewed him as their little brother, you know. They, you know what? I think they viewed him as their big brother. I think Eli took care of every single one of them. When I when I tell you it's it's difficult to talk about Eli Manning, not because I'm a big fan of his, because of the person he is. The guy is so he's so like I don't want to say straight laced, but he's a comedian and and but he does everything the right way. Everything kind of makes me sick. But he does everything the right way. So, you know, he literally made sure all those guys did the right thing. Absolutely. Final one. Final one. Most likely to be super competitive during your softball game. So, all right, I guess I could ask, who who has been the one to be super ultra competitive during your softball game? <laughs> uh, uh, shoot. Believe it or not, David Wilson. So... David Wilson first year came to the game and he hit he hit a ball a slow roll at a second and my I forgot who picked up the ball to throw it the first but Wilson was already standing on second that's how <laughs> bad it was bro and I say that because later in the game Wilson was on first base and there was a slow roller up the middle and. Was it Prince? I think Prince and Mukamara picked up the ball, and Wilson took him out. Literally undercut him. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, that's all I need is one of you guys to get hurt. The Giants will love me. Easy, easy. But yeah, he came, came with fire. He came with fire. You know what? It's funny. Uh, last year, the answer would be Nick Gates. Um, actually, every single lineman that showed up was very competitive last year. I mean, very. So, O'Hagan, uh, Chad Slade, um, a lot of them. But yeah, let's go with Wilson. Let's go with Nick Gates. Who, who, who's like the best home run hitter of, of out of all time on the in this? Okay, all right. Is it you, Shane Smith? You, do you know or you don't know? Or are you joking? I'm asking because Shane Smith was the first giant I ever made friends with and was friendly with. So. And I, after that Cowboy game, I defended him ruthlessly, even though he was horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right, so so I've had um, I've had three winners: Shane Smith. Oh my God, I forgot. And who was the first one? Shane Smith was the second, I think. And whatever. But Nick Gates last year. Now look, I know it's going to sound ridiculous, but Gates hit the ball out of the park. <laughs> he didn't hit a full run. There's, look up Rockland, you look up the, the Boulders Stadium, the game, look, or look up Landon Collins softball game and get pictures of the game. There's obviously a fence that we make for softball. Then there's the baseball fence, you know, that's part of the stadium. And then there's out of the stadium. Gates went ballistic, bro. He went, <laughs> it was so awesome. He won the home run derby last year, and I think if I have the game for the next five years and he's on the team, he'll win it every single year, hands down. Well, hopefully he's around because I, I, I think the kid dude's got a lot of promise. I don't, I'm not going to be like, hey, go pin him at right tackle, but 
every time he got the opportunity, it was just extremely impressive. And then, and then you're going to get the haters that are going to go, oh, how many plays? How many games? I agree with you a thousand percent. Somebody posted something yesterday, and I didn't jump on him, but I said, bad take. Uh, I think he was comparing him to um, who was the other right tackle? Chad Wheeler. It was a friend of ours. I responded to too. We like him, but I was like, hey, dude, he's not Chad Wheeler. So I like him too. I think he's a knowledgeable Giant fan. Okay, I do. However, I wrote bad take, and you guys, you guys follow me. You know, I don't, I don't really attack. I don't. If I'm attacked, maybe I will sometimes, but normally I don't. But that was a bad take to compare him to him. That doesn't mean we don't draft an offensive tackle. I'm yeah. just, <laughs> I'm just saying that. That's all I'm saying. All right. So I think that's it. That's all you got for superlatives, right, Justin? That's all that I have. I have one more right. final good question. So where do you want? Where do you want to go, uh, Bobby? Well, we still got some left. One, I want to talk about this coronavirus, and we got to figure it out because it's getting do. scary and scary every day. And I don't yeah, know. No. I figured some ways to pass the time. I was thinking of some ideas. There's one I cannot be said on the podcast because I mean it's a horrible thought, but I can't say it. But I had a good one. What if we start making the tests part of professional sports tickets? So you spend an extra hundred bucks or so. You get your ticket, you get your COVID-19 test, you test it, and if you pass it, you get to go to the game. If not, the ticket money goes to the foundation. Is that that's like my half-baked bad idea? It's not it's not half-baked. It's it's it, it's not a bad idea. It's definitely half-baked. Um <laughs> and I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you why I believe that. Um it's not it's not the person it's not the person that you're getting so you're saying get your test right there and then walk into the stadium? No, like through StubHub or whatever. It's, right. You get you buy your tickets, so you have to buy your tickets in advance. You can't do them same day, and then yep. they send you a COVID test nineteen a COVID nineteen test with the ticket. You go to the doctor, they perform the test, and if you yep. pass yep. it, they give you they validate your ticket. All right, so they validate your ticket. I'm just curious, Bobby. When I mean, you, it's an idea. I don't have it all on, put together yet. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, I'm dying. If this was your half-baked, I'm dying to hear your terrible idea. The but, terrible one but, is just mean, and it just people wouldn't find it funny at all. <laughs> so, so hold, hold on a second. When is the game? After you bought your ticket, when's the game? Um, let's see. It, the mail takes about three days. So you have to, you have to buy your ticket four days in advance. Oh, I got you. So, so basically, we're gonna trust everybody to, to self quarantine for the next four days, right, and not be around anybody else. Well, no, right? if they, if oh no, no. Listen, do don't poke holes in my. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible idea, but uh, <laughs> but but I love I love that you're trying to to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. I don't want to miss training camp, man, because this is we were I was gonna go up no, there no, for no. a week and stuff. No, I, no, no. I'm starting so, to get scared, man. <laughs> Training camp, training camp's done, and if it's not done, it's done for fans. That's, That's I mean, I, I think they'll do something, but I think it's like you said. I think it's done for fans. I think it's done. You, there's no way that they're, they're going to pile people into that uh, into uh, 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 that stadium or that camp. Uh, what is it called again? Quest, Quest Diagnostics Training Facility. They're, they're not going to. They're not going to dump a bunch of people in there. They're definitely going. What's this thing I read? What I read yesterday that they're they might move camp to September and start a month later. Don't say I that. I just read that. I didn't hear that. 
Yeah, I did. I just read that that they're talking to some execs. And here we go again with sources. But I I read it somewhere that they're already thinking about pushing it back. But I could be, you know, look, I, I don't like to start rumors like the rest of them. But I did read it. I mean, I, I read it. But it could be from a half-baked person as well. All and, right. Uh, Podcast headline license plate guy reports that training camp is pushed back to september hey <laughs> if it happens great uh license plate guy nailed it back when if it doesn't <laughs> you know hailed as a an enemy all right well do you, do you got any ideas on ways to make sure we get football or ways to pass the time without, without losing our mind or anything get your asses indoors man and and you know what i gotta be honest with you i think i think the governor and uh I'm only talking for our state. I think it should have been down to shut down a long time ago. Um, we knew it was going to be bad. I, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Uh, and I don't know how many people did, but it should have been shut down. Uh, no one likes to take their freedom away. No, one's, no one doesn't like you telling them that they can't take mass transit or go to the park and play basketball with your friends. No one likes to hear that. But, but I, I don't want to compare us to other countries, but they shut everything down, and now they're getting back to normal. We're we're not even hitting the peak until next month. Next month? Are you out of, are you crazy? So uh, stay your asses indoors and 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 figure it out. Then uh, it's the way to go. And you know it's easy. It's easier said than done. I work for a second chance school. Um, I know that my parents, my the, of of my children, they have to work. They don't have money like that. They they don't want their kids home. They want them home. Don't want them home. What am I going to do? With my What am I going to do with my kid? I can't afford a babysitter. What am I going to do? So this it's a it's a really really tough a really tough pandemic going around. And and I, I don't know who has the answers. Well, I do with that ticket idea. Um, Justin, <laughs> yeah. Justin, do you got anything? <laughs> oh, do I, wait. Do we have any ideas? No, yeah. I don't have I don't have any ideas. Uh, I'm, That's what I'm people barely tune into this for. Is, is I'm I'm barely <laughs> just tell I'm barely, like, I, like I told Dan Duggan, just tell people to wash their hands. Um, that's yeah. that's well, the I'm, one thing you could say where people won't jump down your throat for not being a doctor. That's right. You're right. What you know? How, and this is this is completely off topic. But you know how like anytime you talk about a player's injury and like give your opinion, like you're not a doctor, why don't you shut up? I've I almost want to get a doctorate just so I can be like, actually, I I am a doctor. Just for those replies. That would be that would be awesome. You just just have your certificate. Good on, doctor. That reminds me. Do you remember the giant? He only played. I don't think he even made the team. But his name. He was a defensive lineman. His name was Bobby Skinner. I don't think I do. That's awesome. Was it? And well, what's funny is that his profile picture on Yahoo for like the roster doesn't have his picture. So every once in a while, I'll get someone to be like, "Dude, you didn't play. You don't know what you're talking about." And I'll just screenshot that and be like, actually, I did play. I played for the Giants, Bobby Skinner, a Dude, defensive tackle. I love it. Good kudos to you, man. That's <laughs> even if you shut one person up, I love it. I, I love it. The problem is, I, is I get a few people who actually do like me and are like, Dude, I didn't know you played for the Giants. Yeah. I'm like, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> Let those rumors fly. Let those rumors fly. <laughs> no, the thing that I've been obsessed with lately is I've always loved the movie I Am Legend. So mm-hmm. I watch Will Smith and, you know, he starts the movie. It's like, all right, this guy's got the dog and it's rare that, did you hear my new, did you hear my Jersey accent? My New York accent when I said dog. Um, yeah. So he has the dog 
And, you know, it's one of those dogs where if you whistle, come on. And it just auto just comes with you. Doesn't you? It's not just sitting there wondering what's going on. He's got a nice car. He's got the gun and he's hunting. So he's clearly he's a he's a he's a manly man. But then he goes home and he's a scientist all during this quarantine, all during this apocalypse. So I'm like, how? So during all of this, I'm wondering, how can I be more like Will Smith and I am legend? That's where my brain has been at. You can't shoot the virus, though, or the people that have it, Justin. Sure. I'm poking poking holes in your your philosophy. (laughs) Hey, hey, again, you're trying to be part of the solution. I love it. Not being part of the problem. Hey, Justin, I I'm not I like I told you before, my winter months are not my favorite months, obviously. And I've spent more time in my man cave than I ever have in my life. Uh, I've never actually watched a giant game down here. Uh, reruns, but I have a man cave that I've never seen a game in. Uh, so I'm, I'm like I'm like a legend right now. I'm, I'm downstairs. I'm quarantining myself. I got the shades up upstairs, and uh, I'm good to go down here. Watching Shrek. All right, Justin, do you have any, any final questions before we, uh, we close it down? I have one more, and it's kind of like a sappy question if you want to take it that route. But I was listening. It, it, this got me emotional because I was listening to an interview that you did. I think it might have been back in 2016, and you had the line, I'm not a football fan. I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, and you, no, didn't really, no. you didn't really expand upon it. But especially when we were talking before about, you know, we're willing to, no matter what, no matter if it's 95 degrees or if it's negative 10 degrees, negative 10 degrees wind chill, and our feet are cold, we can't feel a feet, and it's a miserable game, we're willing to sit through our football team, especially as regular season ticket holders. So when you say, I'm not a football fan, I'm a Giants fan, what does that kind of mean mean to you? And what do you mean by that? I think, uh, I think Eli said it best when he said, you know, once a Giant, only a Giant. That's how I feel. Once a Giant fan, only a Giant fan. So I'm a big NFL fan. Um, I, ne- I never got into fantasy. I never got into gambling. I never got into any of that stuff because I think my teams would be shit because I'd only have giants, period. <laughs> um, I, and I, never, I never could see jumping on and drafting Jason Witten as my tight end or I jump. Sorry, I just can't see it. So to me, that means if the Super Bowl is uh, between two teams and the Giants aren't in it, I'm not roaring to go. I can sit on my couch and watch the Super Bowl and watch the commercials and eat my food. Uh, if the Giants are there, it's a no-brainer. It doesn't matter how much the ticket costs. It doesn't matter, you know, I have to go get a second mortgage. I'm making it to that game. So, you know, it's only Giants for me. Uh, I don't know how people could have second teams and stuff like that. You could root for other teams when they play against the Eagles or to play against Dallas or the Redskins or, or the Patriots who I never really hated because they don't beat us anyway. But I, I don't, uh, I don't really root for any other team other than the giants. Turn your mic on, Bobby. It's just like the old days. We don't do Skype anymore. (laughs) We don't do Skype anymore. So, the only other team I've rooted for besides the Giants was the Bears when Rex Grossman was their QB. I was a Rex Grossman stand as a Florida Gators fan. So that's that's the only time. But I don't watch college football anymore, so I'm good. All right, we want to close it out. Obviously, we don't get the softball gaming, which means, you know, you, we talked about money. You don't. There's not as much money going to the charity. Now, we personally are going to send a check for it. 
Um, and I won't say how much because half the people will say that's not enough, and the other half will say, why are you bragging about giving? But <laughs> we want to challenge our listeners to do something. And I don't want to be like, hey, do this. I think it'd be DM one of us, you know, me or Justin, and whether it's five bucks through a Venmo and we send you a magnet or something like that, I would. I just want to challenge our listeners to reach out. Whether, like I said, whether it's five bucks, a hundred bucks, we know people are going through financial issues right now because of all this. But if you have the ability, I just want to challenge our listeners to be a part of that um, because as much as like we miss out on that softball game, it's the kids who you know they don't get the benefits as much as that, and that's obviously the worst part of it. So I just want to challenge yeah, I, our listeners I, to do that. I, I got to tell you, uh, both of you, that's uh, that's extremely generous. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, the the charity for the first couple of years uh, was the, the Tom Coughlin J Fund. Um, and uh, for obvious reasons, I mean, I'm Super Bowl 42 and 46 versus the current players. And those are Tom Coughlin's guys. He also drafted Landon Collins. So it was a no brainer. The last two years, it's been St. Christopher's Inc. It's a uh, troubled youth facility. Uh, they have several campuses, Dobbs Ferry, uh, New York, one up in New Windsor, New York. So, yeah, you're right, because the money goes directly to them, their facilities. So I really do appreciate that. You doing whatever you're doing with your listeners. And I think maybe next week or the week after, I'm going to start, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to start like going through my man cave stuff, like like anything, anything that I might have that I either never opened or never used or autograph this and autograph that. maybe a maybe a few cleats or something that I could, that I could raffle off to people or just, or just put it on maybe my Instagram or my Twitter and say, Hey, how much for, how much for this giant puzzle? You know, give me, give me five bucks for it, you know, and, and add $2 for shipping and handling and let me get it out to you. And every single dollar goes directly to the charity. So maybe talking giants, and LPG could, you know, go back together for the next couple of weeks and see if we can come up with something pretty cool to send people. Look, I have about a thousand Landon Collin hats, hats left. So if anybody wants a Landon Collin hat, let me know, man. I'll just <laughs> give you that. Maybe but, we'll, uh, get, we'll get Caden Smith to get one. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. I, ha- I had to throw in that last jab. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, let me tell you something. Caden Smith is no joke. I know. Every, I'm trying to not get hyped up on him, but it's like he just reminds me of one of those guys because I just I'm I'm sick of disappointment. <laughs> um, the oh, thing is, he doesn't have that Evan Ingram speed, but it's like he just kind of does things right. Like he runs the right no, route. He's always open I somehow. Think, I think Caden Swift, uh, Smith is Jason Winton. I, I think he's that, that, and that was I the comparison when he first started too. I think he's that good, and I think it was a great pickup by Dave Gettleman. I don't think it was a good. I think it was great. I think Dave Gettleman has done some good things. Don't get me wrong. I wanted everybody gone. I wanted, for the first time in my life, I wanted everybody gone. I wanted the building bleached. I wanted the 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 the, the seats in the stadium changed. I wanted everything. Um, but give give Gettleman some credit. He's brought some guys here. But I did want him gone. When I tell you I wanted I want to change, I want to change. Yeah. Yeah, I was just on the like the I, I don't I think it's it's a dangerous situation. We talked about this on the last episode. 
it's a dangerous situation not having your coach and GM on the same cycle, um, unless it's a guy that's been there for you know ten years or like something like that. So it's it's so uh true. it's weird times to be a Giants fan, but hopefully hopefully there's better days ahead, and hopefully Daniel Jones is leading us there. You already know it. I Joe. mean, look, yeah. Go, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I appreciate you, but go on, finish, finish it off. Hey, well, what are we ending for? I, I'm quarantined, man. I got nowhere to go. Where do I go? To <laughs> That's go? true. Where am I going? I'm back up to the couch. Where am I going, bro? Well, you're the one that told us you don't listen to any podcast more than 15 minutes of ours. I mean, come on. Yeah, maybe I was lying a little bit. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because we were just talking about Gettleman. What were your guys' feelings about about McAdoo? My thing was is when and this started with Coughlin. It was like I'm okay with moving on from Coughlin if you're going and getting a guy like Sean Payton, or or, or basically saying like you have a guy. But it was like hold we on. we hold fired on. Coughlin. Hold on, exactly my point when it came to Manning. Yeah, and it's just like we fired this guy and we literally moved up everybody just one spot in the order. Like nothing changed. And you know, I mean, you've been following the team forever. You can't have a team without personalities in the locker room, and that's why like when Janoris Jenkins was doing his stuff last year and. I was like, I get it, but when it's just one guy doing it, it's a lot different than when there's five guys doing it. And then True. he just he just lost that locker room, and then so it was kind of like, okay, it's over. And then the Eli benching for Geno Smith, I mean, that just made him like the most hated man in Giants history. I, I think I think he did that. I think he did that for backlash of not letting him draft Mahomes or not letting him trade for Mahomes. I, yeah. I do. Ooh. I, I thought. Yeah, I really, I really, I thought that then. I think that now. I think McAdoo is extremely intelligent. I think he was ten times more intelligent than Shermer, who I liked. I think I like McAdoo, Shermer more than McAdoo. Yep. I got I called think, a Shermer truther. I, I got so much heat for that. Hey, hey, I made a, I made a Shermer jersey. So. Oh hey, yeah, like, I remember someone. I said something about nice about you, and they're like, "Nah, he sucks. He had a Shermer jersey for a game. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a, do, I'm a douchebag. I made a Shermer jersey. But uh, with with uh, with McAdoo, I just felt like he was a douche. I felt like he talked to the media like he was Belichick. I thought he, you know, once he slicked back his hair, I was like, who who are you? However, I tell you, I tell you a little a funny side note. Last year, um, at in Chicago, and um, in the hotel, the team hotel, and Galman Wayne Galman comes over and sits next to me, and uh, we're just bullshitting around it's galman uh slayton a couple other guys and galman's phone rings and it's mcadoo and i said i said you t- you talk to he goes dude calls me all the time man wants to know how i'm feeling and how i'm doing and i'm like you know what that's awesome so anybody that thinks they know a coach and they think he's a douche or they think wow. he's a jerk you have no idea what they're doing you have no idea the relationships that they have with the players you know so, that and we, we keep on going. That's funny because, like I said, Shane Smith was one of the first guys I, like, became, like, wasn't just like, oh, we had talked. Like, we were friends, you know. We talked pretty often. But the first time, I, I remember I was trashing McAdoo, and he's like, I'm not going to say anything bad. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this guy gave him a chance in the NFL. And I was just like, I was trashing him. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to trash McAdoo to, to Shane right. anymore. <laughs> but, it's, but it's very easy for us to do because we get to see a smidget of what – yeah. His, incom- his incompetence. That's what we get to see. His incompetence. You know, and then I'm, I'm with you on moving on from Coughlin. I think that 
when people say that Coughlin lost the locker room, I don't think he lost the locker room. I think that the, the, the players changed. It, there was no Brandon Jacobs and Sean O'Hara's and there, the players changed. It's a different type of player. And Coughlin, Coughlin wasn't up on that. And he didn't have success in Jacksonville. So enter McAdoo, no good, never had the locker room, in my opinion, according to players, maybe not. And then Shermer, who just either didn't have the right people to help him out with clock management and using Barkley in the second half or doing whatever. And I'm a, I was a big Shermer fan. I think he handled himself well. I liked the way he responded to questions. I, I wanted to keep him, but it was time to go. So I think Joe Judge is everything wrapped up in one. So we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. And, ju- and Judge we trust until he loses four games and then his stern, <laughs> his, his stern attitude becomes – the reason the reason we like them becomes the reason people hate them. Yeah. I guarantee you. Oh, <laughs> such a great line. It's so going to be used to use it. It's going to be used by that guy that stole your Hilleman thing. <laughs> that honestly, like obviously, I did care, but honestly, I laughed more because it was. I looked at his profile because I was I was gonna I was gonna be like, hey, go to his account and say things to him. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this hey. is some twelve year old kid. He just wants I, to be John Hilleman. So I was like, I I, I'll, I'll let him go. You guys want to? I know you guys want to end this, but oh, I gotta tell you go. one more. Social, go. I gotta tell you one more social, social media story. When I told you that the hate, the hate that you get. So, um, Mark Hertzlick is a giant, and uh, they win the Super Bowl uh, the next year. Uh, I became very friendly with 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 Sandy Hertzlick, his dad, and I forgot what game it was. I have no idea, but after the game, um, Hertzlick posts a picture. Uh, he went out for dinner. Uh, I think it was with Pacinger, uh, Hynoski, Hertzlick, maybe Sash was there. Uh, and he posts a picture. And the first comment was, uh, so you guys lose the game and you're out partying. That's why cancer should have taken you. Oh my God. So, so Sandy responds. And I called them up on the phone and I was like, Sandy, this is what they want. They want that response from Hertzlick. They want that response from you. You will never win this. Never. Because he's going to get out of his four followers, he's going to get all four to now say the same thing. And now you're going to be battling with all of them. Please don't answer. And I say that to you only because I wish you didn't DM him and now you won't future because he probably only has 10 followers, that kid. But Sandy thanked me for eight years and, you know, just teaching him that one thing that you can't let haters get to you. And, you know, I just, I just want to tell you that story because it just popped up in my head about the hate that you will get on social media. Yeah, it's, it's Ruth. I mean, and like with Nate Solder, like, and I was, and we've been critical of Nate Solder for his football play, but honestly, it does hurt me anytime I say something about his negative football play, just because, I mean, that guy's going through so much, you know. But it's and like, I, I, like, if I ever like, like, if I, if I ever do see him, like, and he might not want to say me because I've, you know, I've done a breakdown here and there and said something, but I just like, I'd want to hug that dude because he, he's going through so much and staying strong through it, and and uh, you know, at home, I'm sure, I'm sure it's tough, man. So, but you'll see people respond with like, take a pay cut. And it's like, man, like. This guy's going through like way more than you probably ever will in your entire life, and you're and you're yeah. saying things like that. So, it's uh, it is what it is. It comes with, with this you know new digital area. 
Joe, we appreciate you coming on, man, giving us way more time uh, than uh, than you needed to. And again, great. Re- reach out to us to do something. For everything that you auction off, we'll send somebody a magnet. So we'll, we'll figure out ways. We want people to help out. Joe, man, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate both of you. I uh, thank you for asking. I'm here anytime you guys want. And, uh, you know, this is this is one of the good podcasts. I like talking. I like what you guys are doing. Um, stay positive. Don't let the haters get you down. And, uh, and the Giants football will be back. Appreciate it, man. No doubt, guys. I mean, Kermit the Frog's easy for anybody. All right. Thanks again to Joe for coming on. And like I said, we talked about it in the interview, Justin. DM us. It's like whether whether it's $5 or $500. I know there's a lot of stuff going on, and some people can't give anything, and we're not like trying to put pressure, but I would like us to do something, you know. And like I said, do something, DM us, or get in t- touch with license plate guy, do whatever. But I would challenge everyone to do a little bit. I always believe that everyone can do a little bit. Even the poorest of poor, I believe, can always do a little bit. And we want to, like, if you do give something, shoot us a DM or something, and we'll send you out an extra magnet, an extra sticker. Maybe Justin will do a T-shirt giveaway for everyone that does something in, like, the name of Talking Giants. You know what I'm saying? Or if they do it through us, or they're like, hey, listen to the interview, then we can uh, we can put you, put you into a contest for a free T-shirt. Yeah, I like that idea. Down with that idea. I think it's, uh, we talked a lot about community. Um, you know, the community that uh, LPG has grown with this softball game. And that's part, you know, that's why he does what he does. But it's also, that's why we do what we do. It's to build that community. So if we can kind of merge the Talking Giants community with License Plate Guy and then also just come together just as Giants fans anyway, uh, that'd be a really cool deal. And it's for a really good cause. So consider it if you can. Definitely. And get excited because. In two days, it becomes draft month. And you know what that means, Justin? That means episodes on episodes, draft previews. Friday, we're starting with the tight end and running back group. So we're going a little lower on the charts to find some cool guys. I've already got my tight ends done at this point, man. And I'm excited to talk about these guys. Even though they may not end up the team, I'm excited about talking about these guys. We're talking about 84 players in the next three weeks. Then we're having draft day episode mock drafts. And then after the day... Friday after the first round, we will have an episode out that morning. Before you wake up, there will be an episode out. So a lot of fun stuff happening. And Justin, I'm pumped. We'll see you guys for that episode. Thanks for listening. And until then, let's go Big Blue.